want to get into the real sort of detail of, okay, like what is the longed for version of this relationship? If this was your right person, I'm using air quotes, what would that look like? Like, what would this relationship look like? So let's go into, let, like, I'll join them in that sort of dream space of, you know, if not this, then what? Like, what does that actually look like? And how do they imagine they would feel if they were in this right person relationship? This week on the podcast, I'm looking at the question, did I marry the wrong person? So a big question. (laughs) And I think something that is tenderly asked by just millions of people at some point in their relationship. And I think it's such a tender question because I think it speaks to often a feeling of kind of maybe a period of chronic disconnection. But there's definitely a feeling of collapse in the question, a feeling of hopelessness, of oh, like maybe there's too much work here and, and maybe we're just not well suited. Maybe we are just not a good match. And so whenever I hear this question, I think of that and I think of, okay, this person is feeling hopeless, like they're feeling overwhelmed. They're not feeling equipped to be able to either reconnect in their relationship or to repair or they just can't imagine how things could be easier or better. And so I'm tread really, really lightly and carefully if you are feeling this way and that it says less about your partnership, but more just about how you're feeling in that partnership, which is really important to address. So the idea even of marrying the wrong person kind of implies that there is a right person, which in reality, they are just millions of right people for each of us and that you know like the very frustrating saying of the lots of like fish in the ocean or fish in the sea there's a reason that that is a cliche is that like there really are there really are many many versions of people that you would be really well suited in relationship with But sometimes, again, there's this piece of longing or piece of hopelessness where it just feels too overwhelming. And so we've got gone to this like huge blanket question or blanket statement around the wrong person or the right person. But I know Elaine de Baton famously speaks about how you you probably did marry the wrong person (laughs) he talks about, but that also sometimes we just marry a good enough person and that is okay, like that is still a win, and that is still considered a, a success. It's a really useful video, and I think there's so many versions of it now that he's given different talks of it, but I'll link it in the show notes, and you can have a, a listen to that. I think it's really important to consider like our belief system around the right person, and you know all of, all of that is implied in that statement. Because it can really set us up for the sense of, I think, loss and of failure and of just having had one chance and wasting it in some way, which I don't think is always helpful. I think the the really helpful information in Did I Marry the Wrong Person is that it is speaking to a sense that we're missing something or that something is missing from the relationship. And this gives us really, really useful information around what we wish was was different. So when people ask me this, I want to get into the real sort of detail of, okay, 
like what is the longed for version of this relationship if this was your right person I'm using air quotes what would that look like like what would this relationship look like so let's go into let like I'll join them in that sort of dream space of you know if not this then what like what does that actually look like and how do they imagine they would feel if they were in this right person relationship? So how would you feel if you were in a relationship that you felt deeply connected and seen and heard and understood? Like, what would that look like for you? What would the what would your days look like? How would you connect on a daily basis? How much physical contact would there be? How much sort of emotional connection would there be? And sometimes going into the sort of fantasy of what it should or could look like can tell us so much about what you're missing or what feels lacking at the moment and yeah it's all information so we can separate out like what is fantasy what is like a useful realm of play and then what can you implement like how can you ask for more of that in your relationship how do you say that in terms that your partner understands around like I'm not feeling connected to you I need to be doing more like physical stuff with you I need to be having more sex I need to be having more like long deep conversations with you I need to be playing more like we need to have more sort of shared activities and hobbies or I would just want to hang out with you in ordinary ways whatever it is translate that into something that that information is useful and then you can ask for it to so say it out loud, go to your partner with this and, and and speak it from like I statements, like this is something that I need or I wish for, long for. And then you can make use of it. So, you know, if you consider this right person, what can you name about them? What is it about either the treatment that they give you or the thing that you receive from them? Like, what is that? You can really, you can even do a journaling exercise around this and just let it all pour out of you because it might be that something about the disconnection and the hopelessness is really fueling this idea of this perfect or like perfect relationship or right person. That in reality, you might be feeling depleted, you might not be feeling supported, and you're making that mean something about your relationship. Now, Obviously, there are always things that can be improved in relationships because they are in a constant state of flux and things are changing and we're responding to them all the time. So that's not to say there isn't work to be done, but it doesn't mean you need a whole new relationship necessarily. But yeah, it's important information. And if you can use that information in coaching or in therapy, flesh it out, make sense of why it's coming up for you right now and either ask for something different or name you know what's coming up for you or you begin the work of saying maybe this relationship isn't the right one for me or maybe this relationship is one we've both outgrown and then you deal with that so my point is that this very sort of tender question which is like in sometimes a dramatic one and in other times you know a useful one it always contains information so look for the information what is it that you feel you're lacking what is it that you feel you're missing what is it that you imagine aren't like is happening in other people's relationships that you don't have or don't have access to and just name it and share it and say it out loud and then you go from there if this is work that kind of 
spark something for you or you feel like this is something you'd like to have a process around please get in touch there are links in the show notes for you to reach me on instagram or via email and i would love to support you in doing this type of work okay speak to you next week bye If you found this episode helpful or if it brought up something for you that you'd like to work on together, I'd love you to get in touch. You can use the links in the show notes to reach me on Instagram or via email and I'd love to support you in this type of work. Equally, if you loved the episode, I would love you to leave a five-star review, please, in the Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast to be shown to a wider audience. And otherwise, I will see you next week. Bye-bye.